I'm Blake. I'm Caleb. This is the Sunday Underground. We just finished up a uh, fun episode, The History of Torture and Punishment. Yeah. Still disturbed by that one. Yeah, a lot of fascinating things mentioned in that one. Yeah. (laughs) What did you say? The pair of despair. Yeah, the pair of despair. (laughs) Well, today, uh, this one is going to be a little bit lighter. We're going to be talking about superstitions today. I love those. Those were a really big part of my life growing up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have, I practice a few. Yeah. Which ones, which ones do you do? Um, the salt mm-hmm. over the shoulder. If you spill salt, um, I don't know. I don't think about them until I knock on wood. Yeah. Um, I'm not for sure what else I do. Maybe if I hear some, it might ring a bell, but I know I do. It's just one of those things you don't, I don't really think about, you know, you kind of do some of them. Now, did you like, was that something like your mom did or something you just like picked up or heard about? I think it's just something I picked up over time. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't search anything out by any means. I've never really read a ton. I've, I mean, I've seen lists of things like, and I know of a a ton, like, Mm -hmm. I won't mention any just in case we're going to talk about them, but I don't know. I grew up uh, in a in a pretty superstitious household. My mom, mm-hmm. she's real spooky. So yeah, my family didn't really believe in that kind of stuff. Yeah, we had like I, I do a ton, honestly. Like I do the salt, knocking on wood. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't walk under a ladder. Mm-hmm. I don't open umbrellas in houses. Um. There's a, there's a ton of them like sweeping. My mom's got one for like sweeping. Like you don't like sweep someone's feet. Um, if like a broom falls over, someone's coming to visit you. There's a ton of them, Mm. but superstition is defined as an excessively credulous belief in reverence for supernatural beings. And they date all the way back to ancient times. And they're usually used as a way to avoid misfortune or to keep bad events from occurring. And they kind of help give people the feeling that they have like control over their lives and external events. Mm-hmm. None of them are based on any facts or science, but nevertheless, they can be a big part of someone's religion on, and just, you know, in their day-to-day life. Yeah. So the first one we're going to talk about is the number 13. A lot of people view this as a bad luck number. Yeah. Um, if you're not a fan of the number 13, you are said to have triskaidekaphobia. thought that was a... Fun little fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of hotels and hospitals, they don't have a 13th floor. Yeah. Um, it, the builders and developers, they consider it to be bad luck, so they just won't won't add it. Yeah, I always thought that was weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, 80% of the buildings in the U.S., they don't have 13 floors. So that's a pretty, yeah, like pretty a popular one. Yeah. And a lot of people, they won't eat uh, at a table if there's 13 people. They won't buy certain things on like the 13th. People think Friday the 13th is like the worst day in the world. Mm-hmm. But the bad luck surrounding this number comes from the Last Supper. Jesus and the 11th apostles were sitting around the table and Judas was the last to sit down, making him the 13th person at the table. Judas is obviously the one who betrayed Jesus. So that's kind of where that came from. A lot of people think that it also comes from an old Nor- Norse story, you know, with like Loki and the gods. And mm-hmm. so the story is there was a dinner going on in Valhalla 
and Loki, the trickster god, he was the last person at the dinner because there was 12 gods there before him. The Lord goes that when Loki got there, the gods were playing games and throwing things at Baldur. And Baldur was a god who was immune to injuries. I think it's Hod. Hod or Hod? I think it's Hod. I don't know. But anyway, he was a god and he was partaking uh, in this game, but he was blind. So Loki goes up to him and hands him an object to throw at Baldur. And that object was an arrow made of mistletoe. Hod throws it and kills Baldur on the spot since mistletoe is the only thing that could kill a god. And that event triggered Ragnarok. In ancient Persia, they assigned 12 zodiac constellations to the year. They believed that each individual sign would rule over the world for a millennium. Once you got through the 12 constellations, the 13th millennium would begin and it would just be a complete disaster because there would, like, wouldn't be a dominant constellation. But there's also some people who think this number is lucky. My mother is one of those people. Like we never, She always just told us it was good luck, so that's kind of what I, I've rolled with. Yeah. Um, in China, they think that the number four is bad luck because they, like the word for four and death are very similar, but they do think that the number 13 is lucky because it sounds like forever in China. Mm. In Italy, 13 is considered to be lucky because it's usually tied to the goddess of fertility and they think that it brings prosperity in life. In Greece, Zeus was the 13th and most powerful god in Greek mythology and he represents incorruptible nature, power, and purity. So I think it's lucky. I've never thought it was a bad day. As a matter of fact, my mom, every Friday the 13th, always texts my sisters and I in a group chat happy friday the 13th because it's like a lucky day for her hmm. i'm kind of indifferent i'm not i don't even think about it mm-hmm. um i used to wear there was a clothing company lucky 13 i used to wear like shirts and stuff like that mm-hmm. but i've yeah. never heard of that one yeah oh. so moving on to black cats how do you feel about black cats lucky or unlucky i like them i do too i think they're super cute Mm-hmm. I'm also scared of cats, but I do I do like cats. They're very unpredictable, and that makes me nervous. So, uh, One of the earliest references to black cats dates back to Greek mythology. The story goes that Hera, Zeus's wife, she had a server named Galinthius, and somehow he impeded the birth of Hercules. And as punishment, she turned him into a black cat. He eventually became the service of the goddess of witchcraft, Hecate. Pope Gregory the, um, oh crap, I'm really bad with Roman numerals. What is IX? Hold on, I want to look real quick. Yeah, okay, I'm not certain. Yeah, uh, hold on. I meant to look that up. And is it I, 11? IX Roman numeral, it is 9. 9, okay. Okay. So Pope Gregory the Ninth issued a document called the Vox in Rama, and in it he said, quote, that black cats were declared an incarnation of Satan. And this document was basically a call to arms against heretics. I also found an entry from this document that is just wild. Mm-hmm. And in this entry, he's talking about a ritual that is done uh, by like a satanic sect or group of people Mm -hmm. 
So in this like Vox and Rama, he wrote, when any novice is to be received among them and enters the sect of the damned for the first time, the shape of a certain frog or toad appears to him. Some kiss this creature on the hindquarters and some on the mouth. They receive the tongue and saliva of the beast inside their mouths. Sometimes it appears unduly large and sometimes equivalent to a goose or a duck. And sometimes it even assumes the size of an oven. At length, when the novice has come forward, he is met by a man of wondrous pallor who has black eyes and is so emaciated and thin that since his flesh has been wasted, seems to have remaining oily skin. Or no, I'm sorry, seems to have remaining only skin drawn over bone. The novice kisses him and feels cold like ice. And after the kiss, the memory of the Catholic faith totally disappears from his heart. Afterwards, they sit down to a meal. And when they have arisen from it, the certain statue, which is usual in a set of this kind, a black cat descends backwards with its tail erect. First the novice, then the master, then each one of the order who are worthy and perfect kiss the cat on its buttocks. Then each returns to his place and speaking certain responses, they incline their heads toward the cat. Forgive us, says the master, for the one next to him repeats this. A third responding, we know master. A fourth says, and we must obey. So, apparently, Satanists back in the day were out there kissing cats' buttholes. <laughs> I did not know that. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. That's probably none of that is true. Yeah. It's probably just used as like a scare tactic. Uh-huh. But I thought it was funny to include because it include cats. Yeah, for sure. So, this triggered the beginning of the church hunting witches. Mm. And this belief made its way over with the pilgrims and Puritans to America, you know, and back when the witch trials were going on, they thought that the black cats were witches, like witches that could take the form of cats. Uh-huh. And the saying that a cat has nine lives comes from this belief as well, because they thought that a witch could only tra- transform into a black cat nine times. So after the Vox and Rama was issue, everyone hated cats and started killing them, thinking that they were evil. And this 100% backfired on them because a lot of people believe that the killing of cats is directly linked to the spreading of the bubonic plague. And that that bubonic plague was wild. That killed about 25 million people yeah. in five years. Yeah. I like some people don't believe that it was the cats because it came from like the rats and the fleas and yeah. stuff. But wouldn't the cats have something to do with it too? Because cats like control like rat and mice populations. You would assume. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they would get infected by eating mice and things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So on the other side of that coin, there are people that consider cats good luck. There's a Japanese superstition and they think that a black cat will bring a woman who is single, a lot of like potential grooms. In North mythology, Freya, she would drive a chariot that was pulled by two black cats. And since she was the goddess of fertility, love and beauty, farmers would leave like little bowls of milk in their fields as like an offering to the cats, believing that Freya would give them a good harvest. Mm -hmm. In Egypt, there was the goddess Bastet 
and she had the body of a woman and the head of a black cat. Egyptians thought that she would banish threats and evil spirits and could prevent disease so they would keep black cats as pets in their home. So while I was looking up superstitions about cats, I ran into one that I had never heard of before, and it is weird. Okay. So dried cats, like dead dried cats. So in the 1600s, when everyone was terrified of witchcraft, people believed that they could enter, like witches and evil could enter your home disguised as like a mouse, a rat, or a bird. Mm -hmm. So people would either smoke, and then like or like desiccate cats and kind of like prop them up or hide them in their home to ward off evil. And the practice of drying cats like didn't start in the 1600s though. This practice can be traced all the way back to ancient Romans. They would bury like animals, men, women, children under the foundations of like their homes and temples and army barracks. Mm-hmm. And archaeologists and historians think that this was done as maybe like an offering to a god. Like the like giving them like their life force. So. Dried cats though. Yeah. Something to think about. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would not. I wouldn't want that in my house. No, no, no. I, I wouldn't either. Um what about just like a mouse trap? instead of a dead cat yeah no kidding uh man i don't know i wouldn't just want to like open up and like see like a a shriveled up uh, dried out cat staring at me i know right? you know <laughs> yeah that would be terrible yeah all right so moving on to spilling salt this is a big one for me every time mm-hmm. i spill salt i throw it over my left shoulder mm-hmm it's just a habit at this point. Um, I saw my mom do it a lot when I was little, you mm-hmm. know, and she always told me, she'd be like, oops, spilled the salt, bad luck, you know. Or if she would see me do it as a child, she'd be like, throw that over your left shoulder. Mm-hmm. So you throw it over your left shoulder because that is where the devil is. And if you throw it over your shoulder, it's believed that, you know, it'll go into his eyes and cast him away. And it, will also reverse like the bad luck you just acquired by spilling the salt. Some people, uh, instead of throwing it over their left shoulder, will throw it into an open fire. But uh, okay. your left shoulder is fine because not a lot of people have like an open fire near them all the time. Yeah. A lot of people think that this superstition came from the Last Supper, just like the number 13. In the painting, if you look closely, you can see that Judas has knocked over the salt. So seeing that, people started associating that with, like, bad luck, disloyalty, lies. Mm-hmm. Um, another thought that's held for spilling the salt is in ancient times, salt was considered a luxury. And they thought that someone who was stupid enough to waste such a valuable resource was obviously possessed by the devil. Ah, uh, okay. The ancient Romans, they would have... um this thing called a selenium or a salt box in their home. And they used it at every meal to season their food, but that wasn't the only use for it. It also had a ceremonial purpose. So before they would eat their meal, they would first have to make their food offering to the gods. So they would take a portion of their meal and sprinkle salt on it and set it out for them. 
the salt box would also be passed around to guests and it kind of like symbolized friendship. Mm -hmm. So if the salt box was tipped over, it was taken as a sign of future betrayal or false friendship. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So walking under a ladder also is something I don't do. Um, And I think we all know the most obvious reason is someone could be standing on it or doing work, you know, and you don't want them falling. You don't want them falling on you, you know. Yeah. It's just not safe. Right. But a lot of people used to associate this with um, the ladder with the gallows. So when someone's being hung, ladders would sometimes be propped up so they could climb up to reach the rope. And Egyptians believed that when you walked under a ladder, you could see the gods climbing up and down the ladder. Mm. Another idea is the Holy Trinity, which is the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, which to the Christian religion, it makes like a triangle. So when the ladder's leaning up against the wall, it forms a triangle. And they thought that if you were to walk through it, you could break the Trinity and could attract evil. Now, there are ways to reverse your bad luck if you walk under a ladder. You can make a wish while you're walking under it. Um, You can walk backwards through the ladder again and then walk around it. You can cross your fingers and keep them crossed until you see a dog. Hmm. That's how you reverse that bad luck. You know, as we're we're talking about this, we're discussing things. um, These have a lot more to do with um, religion than I thought they would. Mm -hmm. You know, you think about superstition and I automatically think, spells black cat Mm -hmm. witchcraft paganism type stuff and not so much like christianity and all these other religions like that yeah it's funny because these are you know to ward off evil but it's kind of like these little superstitions are almost like a little spell themselves right right so it's weird that yeah kind of conflicting yeah exactly yeah so uh, breaking a mirror, seven years of bad luck. I've I've punched a mirror before. Oh no! Yeah. Did you have seven years of bad luck? Probably. I, th- yeah. I feel like I did. Yeah, I feel like I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when you break a, mir- a mirror, it's a common held belief that the last reflections that's seen in that mirror is the person who will bad luck, or if you just you know accidentally break it, you still get bad luck. Mm-hmm. So before mirrors were made of glass, they were oftentimes like highly polished metal. The Romans who made some of these first mirrors believed that their gods watched them through the mirrors and could watch their souls. If a mirror was damaged, it was seen as disrespectful to the gods. And back at that that time, pissing off gods was a Mm no-no. You did not want to do that. The Romans also thought that your soul regenerated every seven years, which is where the seven years of bad luck comes from. Ah, okay, okay. The Greeks, they viewed mirrors as a symbol of self-knowledge and believed that they were a portal into your soul. Some people think that the story of Narcissus ties into this superstition because the old story about him is that he fell in love with his reflection mm-hmm. and then wasted away waiting for his reflection to fall in love with him. Yeah. Mirrors um, have also been believed to have magical powers, such as creating portals and giving people the power to see into the future. The mirror creating portal bits 
like that also ties into the superstition that you shouldn't hang two mirrors across from each other because they create a portal and invite evil into your home. Okay. Have you ever heard that? No. But it, it, I think it's a weird thought to hang mirrors like that anyway. Yeah, like two mirrors just looking at each other. Right. That was another one I learned from my mom. Don't hang, don't, don't put two mirrors. I've never heard that in my life. Mm-hmm. Now, this one, I can definitely remember my mom saying to me, because there's one that's if your cheeks are burning or like your ears are burning. So I could remember her saying to me like, oh, if your cheeks are burning, somebody's talking about you. Yeah, I've always heard ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this with this one, if the left side of your cheek burns, then that means someone's like talking, saying bad things about you, negative things. If the right burns, then that means that someone's saying good things about you. And if both of them are burning, then that means two people are arguing over you. So back in the Middle Ages, there was something called cheek burning. And this was when witches would cast a spell on you. To rid yourself of the curse, you could bite the corner of your apron or you could lick the tip of your finger and press it to the cheek that's burning. So while you're doing that, you would say the name of people that you think are talking about you. Mm-hmm. Once your cheek starts to cool down, that means you've said the right name and that's how you know who's talking about you. That's weird. There's also an old rhyme you can say to ward off the curse. And it is right cheek, left cheek. Why do you burn? Cursed she that doth me any harm. If she be a maid, let her be stayed. If she be a widow, long let her mourn. But if it be my own true love, burn cheek burn. So that is part one of superstitions because I have a ton more. Yeah, I feel like there's so many out there. Mm-hmm. There's like um, the umbrella. There's, oh gosh, um, what is it? Like walking someone, like we can, you shouldn't walk over someone's grave. You can't take flowers from their grave. Mm-hmm. Um. There's one about like seeing a cardinal. There's one like you're not supposed to kill a spiders. There's a ton of them. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, like when gangsters, like when you're becoming like a made man, like if a bird, if you see a bird, like a bird flies in the room or something, that's like bad luck. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, there's like one, like if a bird flies into your window, that's bad. There's one. Um, if you dream about somebody being pregnant, I think it means that somebody somebody else is going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's a superstition, but people hang like horseshoes over the door. Yeah, there's one about horseshoes. Yeah, there's like this thing. It's really popular in the South. I think it's called like paint paint. Uh-huh. You paint um, the top of your porch blue to like repel evil spirits. Huh. Have you seen like people with those bottle trees in their yards? They have like, this like rod with all these like little bars like poking out and they put bottles on them. Yeah. That sounds those, familiar. those are supposed to help too. Huh? Raining on your wedding day. That's a good luck thing. Interesting. Yeah. There's a ton of them. There is a lot. Hmm. 
So this is going to be part one because I have a bunch more to do. I love superstitions. I think they're. Yeah, really it's really cool. interesting. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't, I had no idea it had so much to do with religion, but it makes sense because um, everything was like your whole world revolved in religion, mm -hmm. especially back way, 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 way back then. Yeah. I just, what was surprising to me about them is that a lot of these come from like ancient Romans mm -hmm. and ancient Greeks. And that was surprising to me because when I, I just thought it was like something witchy, you know, right, right? I didn't think that it was this deep. So it's been really fun to research. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I think that's going to be uh, the next one. Part two superstitions. Cool. Yep. Uh, the office, Michael Scott. You know, it's funny. <laughs> I wrote that down on here. I'm not uh, superstitious, but I am a little superstitious. <laughs> It's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, I I, uh, I wonder if it would affect your life if you just stopped doing all of it. You well, know? you know, I was I was doing a little bit of like reading on like the why. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, like we kind of talked about in the beginning, it gives people a sense of control right. over their life. Like right. you are this bad thing is not going to happen because you knocked on wood or, and obviously none of it's rooted in fact or science. Yeah. I mean, whatsoever. there's no way like just because you knock on wood, if people they'll knock on a table, like a plastic table, if there's not a wooden table around, yeah. like it's, I don't know. It's just, you're giving yourself like a false sense of hope. Yeah. And it's like, I think if, you know, maybe some people were to stop doing it, it would be, it would probably like fuck them up for a bit. Like, Maybe. oh God, I didn't knock on wood. This is why this, all these bad things are happening. Right. I stopped doing these little rituals. Like interesting. Or if you just became so superstitious, that's how you lived your life. Like everything was a superstition and your life changed like greatly for the better. Yeah. <laughs> you funny, know, funny think about, I remember uh, a girl I worked with, I, you know, she knew I was really superstitious and mm -hmm. she told me that I was living my life in fear. And I was like, maybe so, or maybe I'm being smart about it. And just in case. Yeah, I, I think you could say that about a lot of things, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you have to, I'm just using this as an example, but I mean, people pray about things all the time. Yeah. Like, like, isn't that kind of like the same thing? Yeah. Like, you, you're not taking control like you want, like a higher being, a higher power to like control it, you know, mm -hmm. it's out of my hands. Like, yeah. isn't that kind of like living in fear a bit? I think so. Yeah. Like it, I mean, it sounds like it is to me. Yeah. Same. You know, I'm being proactive here by knocking on wood and throwing salt over my left shoulder. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. Funny. Yep. Funny, funny. All right. And anything else? Nope. That's it. That's all I got. All right. I guess that's Sunday underground. See ya. Bye. <laughs>